This is Growth Decoded to Go, a podcast from a show that helps you grow your business by figuring out the customer experience, one piece at a time. We do this to share our findings with you, wherever you are. Because this podcast is only the audio portion of the show, there might be some references to visuals. But don't fret, because we've included links to the video version of the show in the podcast description. All right, let's get into it. Ahoy there, friends, and welcome back to Growth Decoded, a show about improving the customer experience and growing your business. I'm your host, Ernie Santarelli, appearing, as always, next to the photosynthesizzling Plantasia, our leafy green co-host. Let's talk about LinkedIn. It's a social media site that's constantly growing in popularity and use among professionals, which makes it a little bit different than other social media sites without that type of distinction. LinkedIn is growing as a hub for creators to share their content and their ideas. It's a, it's a way to get your company out there. It's a new type of search engine to find solutions, to find consultants, and to build an audience and a following. But how? Today, we're going to take a closer look. LinkedIn is the world's largest professional network on the internet. This makes it quite a bit different and more targeted than other social media platforms like Twitter or Facebook, which don't come with a filter or a distinction of any kind for users. Now, you can use LinkedIn to find the right job or internship, to connect and strengthen personal relationships, to learn the skills you need to succeed in your career. LinkedIn is also a way to get your company out there, to find new audiences, new customers, new fans. It's a search engine to find solutions, consultants, new information, a search engine to build an audience and a following. But again, how do you do that? Is there a right way to do it? Is there a wrong way to do it? By now, we all understand the value of social media. So as businesses, why are we so bad at it? Why is it harder for businesses to crack the code on social media and create consumable content that isn't boring or met with eye rolls? Now, there are a few businesses that do it right, that are exciting to follow, that create content optimized for each social media platform and understand the unwritten rules and expectations of that particular channel. But most businesses still treat it as a dumping ground for their leftover content or their webinar invites. They play it safe. They never really say anything. Now, this type of social media use doesn't grow your audience or your following. It doesn't create fans or improve your discoverability. So what can you do as a personal user or a business user to grow your LinkedIn audience? Well, that's where our guest comes in. She's Judy Fox, and she's a LinkedIn aficionado. Let's take a look. I am now joined by speaker, owner of Hashtag Fox Rocks, host of the PurseCast, LinkedIn expert, Judy Fox. Judy Fox, welcome to Growth Decoded. Excited to be here. It is, it is great to have you here. Um, so you are a, a LinkedIn expert, and I would love to get into that. But if we could kind of just kick things off, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do? Yes, I have been in business for over 20 years. I started my career as a chemical engineer in a petroleum refinery and gypsum mine. <laughs> and wow. during the economic crisis of 2008 is when I discovered the power of LinkedIn. It's really about networking and connecting with people and discover just the power of connecting with two people per day. In 2009, I was able to grow my own environmental consulting firm. Wow. Two people per day. How did you how did you come up with that? Um, it just was kind of due to wanting to be sustainable, wanting okay. to not burn myself out and make an impact with I don't know, it seemed like a nice number, two people. Sure. Manageable, right? <laughs> it was very manageable and it made sense for my head. I could manage two new conversations per day. Okay. 
And so you go through this year, you build up your network on LinkedIn. What what kind of happens then? How did you learn the, the power, as you said, of LinkedIn? Yeah, I started realizing that by starting conversations with people and adding up connections again to say, hey, we met each other at a conference two years ago, or if I had their business card from something, I just reached out and said, hey, I'm just connecting here on LinkedIn. I'm getting active here. Mm. It was just a casual, there was no pressure attached to it. So it actually ended up opening up great conversations, whereas Mm. it wasn't built to try to get something from anyone. And what ended up happening was I got opportunities and jobs from doing that. Awesome. So are you, you're, you're connecting with, with people what, simultaneously, are you posting on LinkedIn, are you? Yeah, so I started posting about 10 years ago. Okay. And my first posts were terrible. <laughs> I should just admit that. Um, I definitely leaned into being very formal, very, um, that word professional. Mm. I probably ramped that up really, really high. I think even one of my first posts says, dear so-and-so, like I made it like a letter. It's kind of cringy, but. I've got an email. Well, I guess I get every email like that. I was going to say I get text messages like that. Um, <laughs> Dear so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, usually from an elderly relative. But Yes. You know. <laughs> so I started off LinkedIn definitely very uh, buttoned up. Okay. And over time, I just realized they were going to meet me in person eventually. And I'm a lot of fun in person. So I started expressing more of my personality on there and started having more fun. And right about the time of, it took me all the way from 2000, maybe 2012 to about uh, 2018. Okay. 2017, 2018, when I finally launched my first video. And I really put myself out there and I only uploaded a one minute video and it got over 20,000 views. And I was surprised. I got hundreds of likes and comments. And then I kind of exploded from there. I ended up getting over 5 million views in a year. Wow. Um, so did you apply like the same strategy f- towards video and like posting content on LinkedIn? Sort of as this like two connections a day. Is there any sort of formula that you have for that? Um, so it's interesting that you say that. I actually go out and talk now publicly in the comments, just like I would have replied in the direct messages. I mm. now treat the comments like that. So now I tell people, instead of thinking about private direct messaging people, try to make two to 10 comments per day on other people's content. And that's the equivalent of what I did back in the day. Wow. Um, and what, what kind of happens with that? Like, what's the benefit to doing that versus posting your own stuff? Um, a lot of people click over to your profile. Again, it's that you showed interest in others and they actually end up showing more interest in you mm. versus talking at us. A lot of people come on LinkedIn and they end up being very promotional, super businessy. Like me, I was very buttoned up. I didn't get any likes and comments. <laughs> it took me all those years to reach a point where I had something go quote unquote viral on there because I reached a point where I got to talk with people. Right. LinkedIn has a, we want to have a conversation. We're just as smart as you. We all get a seat at the table. Right. So one of the things that's interesting to me about LinkedIn is that it's like, like you're saying it's, it's, but it's sort of like a passive platform. It's professional um, because it's, you know, you're ultimately tied to like your, your job. That's one of the things that you put in, which is kind of different than other social media platforms, but it does kind of feel like very professional and, and sort of like passive almost. Um, So how do you, if you're a business that's trying to like get attention or a person trying to get attention, like how do you break, how do you break through that? How do you get someone to stop? 
Um, the hook, the very first line of your post, but I'm going to give you my acronym. It's Fox Rocks. Fox Rocks. Yes. So All right. The Fox is fun, original, extra. Okay. I just think that's fun. You don't need to pay attention to that. <laughs> Not everyone needs to be a Fox. <laughs> but the R is be relatable. Okay. Be Have every once in a while a relatable post. I would say at least once a month a relatable post. That could be something, something you learned in business, something you would tell your younger self. Those are very relatable teaching moments that you can express some of your values and opinions without throwing them out there really strong. The next one for O, R-O-C-K-S, uh, the O is for opinion. You really wanna get out there and share an opinion in your industry. I made a post about if you wouldn't say it in person with somebody, you don't say it in the comments on LinkedIn. Mm. And people just blew that video up. It ended up getting almost 200,000 views. So wow. that was one of my more viral pieces. So yeah, thousands of, of comments on that one. <laughs> and, and is that because people like agreed with it? People disagreed with it? Yes, people, I would say it's called controlled controversy. It wasn't a hot take. It wasn't something very angry. It just said, it was my opinion. If I right. wouldn't say it to you in person, I wouldn't say it to you in the comments. Wow. It's a simple statement, but at the same time, it meant a lot to people on LinkedIn to hear it said that way. So. That, that is a, just that statement, I feel like needs to <laughs> to be more consistent across <laughs> uh, humanity in general. Exactly, so it's, a, it's again, it's having an opinion, but it's not, doesn't have to be a controversial opinion. It can just be something that you value and you have an opinion. Like I also don't agree with hustle culture. I think there's other ways to be a sustainable human being online. Sure. So. The C stands for comment. Do 10 comments a day, you will have a very sustainable account. The K stands for knowledge. So sharing your knowledge on LinkedIn, but it's not just sharing your knowledge. So many people become promotional with their knowledge. Yes. And they wanna drive traffic to their sales. If you mix that in with relatability, posts, opinion posts, and then share your knowledge, we're more likely to listen to your knowledge post. It's because it doesn't feel like you're being sold to. Yes, it's that kind of jab, jab, right hook uh, from Gary Vaynerchuk if right. you've read that book. Okay. Then the final one is success. We actually want, to just think about your office space. Do we celebrate birthdays? Yes. Do we celebrate retirements? Yes. Do we celebrate somebody got 10 years at the company? We get a watch. I don't know what we're giving away at 10 year anniversaries anymore, but we love those success markers. Right. And if we feel invited to celebrate with you, we will celebrate with you. So instead of just bragging about it, just say, today I'm celebrating. And we'll be happy to celebrate just like an office space would want to celebrate with you. That is such a tiny but significant shift in just the tone that makes so many of those kind of like, you know, self-fulfilling posts that are kind of like cringy when you see them but it just changes everything because it's an invitation rather than a announcement, I guess. Yeah, so if you do them in that order, rocks, yeah. if you go on and you rocks your content, <laughs> <laughs> you would basically start with a relatable post, we'll get to know you, share an opinion, doesn't need to be super edgy, just an opinion, go out and comment, then share your knowledge post. Mm. Okay, so we follow the acronym, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then does, Success, sales, like, I mean, obviously people are, are trying to use LinkedIn to expand their brand, expand awareness, and ultimately grow their business. So is this sort of like a recipe for, for growth of your account or like what, what does that look like? Yeah, so 
for you to get visibility on that knowledge or promotional piece, something that you want people to take action on, maybe you have something to sell, maybe it's a book, maybe something you want people to go click on a website. Mm -hmm. When you celebrate your success, it's the social capital piece that kind of proves hey, there's people who have maybe got featured somewhere mm. and you want to celebrate that. It's a micro moment of saying, hey, next time my knowledge post comes around, you're probably going to want to click on it because somebody else has clicked on it. Right. Every time we see you getting a mic micro piece of success, we think your links might be worth clicking on. Right. So it's like a, a slow evolution or like leveling up of your yeah. credibility yeah and you can do this i've seen people follow this i mean hello this is what i coach <laughs> and these um i've seen people within two weeks get results immediately from just doing this pattern so judy grew her linkedin audience by connecting with just a few people per day and she really committed to that she posted here and there but the channel growth came from the personal interactions and actually connecting with her network not just hitting that button that says connect Consistency is a force to be reckoned with. And it's not the first time in recent episodes that we've heard about the results you can achieve by staying consistent over a long period of time. Last episode, Justin Welsh talked about the consistency of making noise online. On LinkedIn, in fact, for eight months after he stepped down from his corporate role. And like what Judy has outlined, he talked about listening back to the signals and really working to connect with his audience through content. We've covered thought leadership on a previous episode of Growth Decoded, and consistency came up in every interview as a critical precursor to becoming a thought leader. The same principles apply here. It doesn't take anything crazy by way of content creation or some grandiose strategy or growth hack to get yourself out there and growing your LinkedIn presence, but it does take patience. Judy outlined her system for LinkedIn growth, and it's the word rocks. R stands for relatable. Create content that's relatable. You don't have to blow everyone's mind with your brilliance or your insights or by saying something that's never been said before. People resonate with what's relatable. Think about memes. Memes serve a whole number of different purposes, but some of the best and most prolific memes that go viral, they do so because they're relatable, usually in some ridiculous or hilarious way, but they're relatable. Now O, O stands for opinion. Sharing your opinion is a great way to generate some engagement because it invites discussion. It's something unique to you, and people might agree or disagree. And that's the point, because that creates a situation in which you can learn and connect with others. By creating discussions on your posts, or joining existing discussions, you expand your reach and get in front of people who maybe wouldn't have found you otherwise. Not only that, but these are people who are interested in what you're talking about, and they're more likely to be part of your target audience, or more likely to be in a position to contribute and move that conversation forward. This is also something that Justin talked about in our last episode. He mentioned creating content that was mildly controversial, not in like a scandalous or a negative way, but in a way that challenges the status quo. What opinions do you have that do that? C stands for comment. Now, commenting and joining the conversation is a fantastic way to grow your network, your knowledge, your audience. It's a great way for you to share what you know, to agree or disagree and explain why, and to connect with new people. Not to mention that commenting increases your visibility and discoverability on the platform. You can appear in front of large swaths of people by contributing to the conversation on someone else's post. K stands for knowledge. 
Judy talked about how the audience is much more likely to consume and engage with your knowledge posts after you've laid some foundation and gained some credibility in the form of your relatable posts and your opinion posts. The knowledge posts are where you can get on and showcase your expertise in a subject. And because you've earned the trust with your previous content and your consistency, those knowledge posts are much more likely to resonate. Getting on LinkedIn and showing how much you know can work, but it can work much better when you've got some existing rapport with your audience. And finally, S, success. Share your successes. People love to celebrate milestones. They love to celebrate achievements. But this comes with a catch, just a slight reframing that makes all the difference. People want to celebrate with you, not for you. Meaning, don't hide or mask the fact that you're celebrating. Come right out and say it. Instead of leading with some mildly masked bravado about your achievement, lead with, today I'm celebrating. Now, we've talked a lot about expectation management on this show, and that's why this precursory statement matters. It sets and then manages the expectations of your post for your audience. They know it's coming, and then your content doesn't feel braggadocious or boastful. Now, what about businesses or brands on LinkedIn? These principles all seem to apply to a personal profile, but what about the business profile? Let's turn back to Judy to hear her thoughts. Is, so is this like a personal LinkedIn profile kind of deal or is this does this apply also to, you know, company pages? I've applied it to company pages. For company pages, you can actually even go stronger with your knowledge and success pattern. Okay. Um, I think we expect that. We know that company pages are going to be sharing promotional and knowledge pieces. But yeah, I probably cycle through the the R and the K and the S, the Rooks or something, <laughs> I can't even Rooks. <laughs> and sometimes I comment, but company pages, it feels a little different to comment as a company page, but you can still do it. Right, I, I think that whenever I see it, at least, um, there's a way to do it. And, and the, a lot of the, I think the, the potential for it to blow up is a little bit more because it is almost like this, this company that's having like a, a human moment, but it's like not what you expect from a company. Yeah, like I love seeing that happen on other social media sites. And I think if companies started doing that on LinkedIn, we would all like, we get excited when LinkedIn makes a comment on your LinkedIn post. Right. I mean, it's like, whoa, the brand showed up for me. Yes. So yes, we do. I think any company, any company listening right now, <laughs> that that would be a smart strategy to mm. start showing up for your audience, especially if they're using your branded hashtag, if they're talking about your company, tagging your company, Go out and show, even if it's just once a month, you can go out and show support for your audience. I love that. So one thing with like the brand piece of it, though, I think is, is kind of difficult for brands to, um, I know that's like the opinion piece, right? You don't want to take too strong of an opinion or you don't want to put anything out there that might be, I know we talked about controlled controversy, but that doesn't really sound like something that a, like a brand <laughs> would want. Well, let's think about other opinions you could share. You could share opinions you have about um, getting results for your clients. Right. I mean, I'm sure you have opinions about that, right? And those wouldn't be controversial. Right. They would be just, here's how we do things. Here's what we value. Here's our company story. I bet your company story could fall underneath opinion. Because mm. um, maybe you have an opinion that, or maybe you have a journey that includes, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some idea here. No, it, it makes sense. Um, it, it's not like... It, it's more so like the actual stating of the opinion than oh, it would be. I just thought of one where you have um, what you would do over if you could start your business over. Or if you were hiring, you might have an opinion about how you treat your employees. Mm. Or that could be an opinion. I love it. 
I think the the sharing of like past mistakes too and kind of admitting that like vulnerability could be an yeah. interesting thing because people you know that tends to it's relatable right and yeah it, I so, think you can share positive opinions yeah yeah that's yeah. what I'm getting at in the journey and the story you can share business positive opinions because that's how you attract the right clients you can just talk to the clients you want to attract if we're thinking about a small business owner who is trying to get started on LinkedIn. Yes. LinkedIn is this kind of like big, scary thing. They know that there's opportunity there. They see a lot of people commenting. Maybe they're not so sure about themselves. They're not per a person who posts on social media regularly. How do they get started? I would say first, we're going to delete LinkedIn as professional. Say more. We're going we're gonna to replace it with LinkedIn as leadership. Okay. And I'm going to give you or the audience, the business owner, three leadership voices that the platform soaks up because we really just need people to show up as a leader in their industry and in their space. Right. So the best voices that hold that voice is the first one is a curious leader. You can show up with curious questions. You can show up on somebody's post that's asking a question and say, oh, I really like this question. I want to hear what everyone's answers are. You can be that leader that generates the conversations, doesn't have to have all the answers, can come from a place of, I'm asking this question because I'm truly interested what our audience has to say. The second leadership voice is a creator voice. And that sounds like, I'm gonna break it down, but as a leader, you're probably giving people instructions for what to do next. Right. So your energy on LinkedIn can truly come from a place of, step one, I would do this, or those list of things, what you would do different, those are the kind of posts that would have that voice and that tone. I'm gonna lead you to a micro moment of success that I had. I'm gonna tell you, um, this happened to me in 1990, this happened to me in 2010, and this happened to me in 2022, and follow my journey kind of language. So you're just giving us markers of your story and your journey. Mm. That's a good leadership voice. And then the final one is a coach. So that's where your resource language from being a knowledge of your brand and your business so you might say, I have four cool tools that you need to know about today. Yeah. Or I have um, something that I've been researching myself. I've been reading 10 books every summer. Here's the books I'm reading this summer. So you start to be more of a knowledge uh, resource. Right. Does that help? And then is the it, final uh, one that's like a bonus is uh, <laughs> just be an active listener. Uh, go out and do what I call reflective listening and active listening on other people because what ends up happening is there's this I don't want to overwhelm you here but there's this, something called spontaneous trait transfer okay. so when you as a leader go out and say nice things about other people that actually mirrors back on you and your brand right. so that old saying if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all is really true what are like some of the most common mistakes that you see people commit when it comes to LinkedIn? Um, the first mistake is they go right for the pitch and mm. they go to the direct messages and they think that everything that you're offering them is right up their alley and that they need whatever it is you're about to pitch them. Okay. Yeah, that's... I've seen that one. And maybe you've done your research and maybe you think you know your ideal client so well but it is the equivalent of a random stranger coming up to knock on your door. I may need your service, whatever it is you're knocking on my door at my house to sell me. 
but it's going to be really awkward and I probably don't want to talk to you if you knock on my door right out of the blue at 10 p.m. at night right it's it's a little (laughs) abrasive yes so we haven't earned it and I tell people all the time if the only way to get a hold of somebody is the LinkedIn direct messages add up touch points okay what I mean by that is be welcoming be kind get to know them don't try to maintain every back and forth don't ask them such a heavy question like what are your goals for 2022 that is you're putting the weight of the relationship on the other person oh okay so think about where you're putting the weight and you own the weight so what that means is you could literally say how can i um, best show up for you. If you're active here on LinkedIn, I'm glad to go out and comment. Do you have a hashtag? I could follow your hashtag. If you show them that you want to stay connected to them and continue the relationship beyond just direct messaging back and forth, there might be something there. Oh, so I love that coming at it from a, a place of, you know, what, what can I do for you? rather than the other way around. Yeah, but I caveat that with what can I do for you and then give an option so they don't have to think of what you can do for them. Right. You could actually, because they could just say, you can come over to my house and start cleaning. I don't know. They could come up with a whole <laughs> list of things sure, you could sure. do for them. You could give me your software for free. I'm just kidding. I mean, that's a true thing, it, it right? It would be nice. So give boundaries to what you're going to do. Right. When you give somebody a, hey, I want to get on a call, give them the call link and say, here, take the pressure off other people having to decide anything. So that's where you might hit them with, hey, I have a hashtag. Do you have a hashtag? I'm mm. glad to follow it. Hey, I have a company page. Do you have a company page? So anytime that you try to send them something, assume you'll be reciprocal. Okay. I like that's That's great advice. The law of reciprocity. <laughs> try, I try to say that 10 yeah, times exactly. in a row. Exactly. That's why I say it with the sing song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, as we're kind of coming to a close here, I, I think. <laughs> you can't land the plane. Sorry. <laughs> res, how, okay. What's the word again? The law of reciprocity. Reciprocity. Yes. <laughs> that might be the title of this episode. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, but if we're thinking about like results, measurable results, um, how, how long does this take? Is this like, um, I mean, consistency is a huge thing when it comes to, to marketing or growing an audience, growing a following. Um, what, what have you seen there? Like what, what should the expectations be for someone who's kind of following this? I have gotten clients up to a million extra dollars in six months. So a million more, yeah dollars coming in the door than they expected to see that quarter that's or that's in six months that half that is that is something yes so i would say it is very possible to take this strategy it sounds slow it sounds like oh i have to add up touch points but add in adding up touch points with people that are referrals or adding up touch points other ways okay so if we're thinking about you know active campaign is an email and automation platform we you know automated Emails, um, regular automations to send people through, email marketing. Um, One of the big things is kind of like, how do you get your following from social media onto like email? And how do you use social media as an engine to fuel, you know, those other audiences that you might be building, as well as, you know, directing your other audiences to your social media. So at what point is it like, are there any strategies in terms of using LinkedIn as a way to kind of grow that side of things? 
Um, yes, I think through your profile, if you do the relatable, the opinion, the comments, the knowledge, the success, people are going to click over to your profile. Right. So I always think about capturing those people through your profile. So that's where I mm. guess you could have your opt-in or what is that what you mean by like starting to move them to your website? Yeah. I mean, I think like as you, as you build an audience and kind of build credibility, mm -hmm. build trust. Is there uh, a point in which you can, you know, ask for transfer of their attention on this platform into another platform? Yes, is definitely. There, is there a sweet I've, spot for that? Um, I would say maybe after a month of consistently doing that pattern, you mm. probably have earned, definitely earned the right to transfer that Con that those people and those content. I think I transferred about 15,000 of my 40,000 audience to another platform. I transferred them to Clubhouse. Wow. So I've seen it transfer very successfully. I was able to transfer about 12,000 people to a newsletter subscription. So yes, you can transfer. I think a 20, I would estimate a 20% initial transfer you can have on LinkedIn. Wow. If you have a good audience, I would say 20%. And, and how important is it to like the, the expectation, I guess, if you're setting it on, on LinkedIn or and then trying to move it to another platform, the consistency in that experience and their expectations for you? Um, what do you mean? I, I mean, um, like managing expectations is a huge part of just yeah. general experience for people. So it's is it how important is it to, to be consistent despite the fact that the platform has changed, like with the um, the acronym, the things that you're doing on LinkedIn? Um, but if you send them to an email list and, and you don't kind yeah. of have the same persona. So my perception of consistent is not just consistent content. I think you're just a consistent human being. Mm. So I would think more about your reputation and maintaining a consistent reputation. So I would do that work. That matters more because that'll last across all your platforms. Awesome. Being a consistent human being, I like that a lot. If you're using LinkedIn or any social media as a brand, share an opinion, take a stand, create some sort of controlled controversy. Again, nothing huge or divisive, but something that your company feels or believes that isn't quite the status quo. Challenge the conventional wisdom and then back it up. As we've talked about at the beginning of this show, so much of the content from brands on social media is overly cautious or diluted down to statements that everyone would agree with. And that usually means they don't get any traction or engagement. Business content is overly focused on the R piece of Judy's Rocks acronym, relatable. Trying to make something that's relatable to everyone or something that pleases everyone doesn't ever achieve those goals because everyone isn't your customer. They couldn't be. Create some content that is for your audience. Challenge some commonly held opinions and get in the comment section. Seeing a brand profile in the comment section of LinkedIn is like seeing a double rainbow. It's so pleasantly unexpected that you might just cause people to take out their phones, take a photo of it, and put it on their Instagram story. Okay, maybe not that far, but it is unexpected. And the comment sections of LinkedIn are an unbelievable opportunity for brands to get in front of new audiences, to generate awareness, and to grab some new followers. Judy talked about the three voices that the LinkedIn platform loves. The leader voice, the creator voice, and the coach voice. Using Judy's rock system, you'll begin to create content in the tone of each of those three voices. And as a bonus, Judy threw in the active listener voice. And that's the key. Put your content out there, listen to the signals, see where you get traction, see where you get engagement, take notes on those places, and then create more content in that style, in that tone, or about that topic. 
Engage in the conversations in the comment section, and then listen to what your network is saying about those things. The best way to be interesting is to be interested. And when you're interested, you listen. That's our show. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you to our guest, Judy Fox. Follow her on LinkedIn. Follow Active Campaign on LinkedIn. Share some content. Get into the comment section. And if you're enjoying Growth Decoded, let us know in the comment section or tell someone about it. Until next time, go forth and automate. Thanks for listening to Growth Decoded to Go. For the latest updates on Growth Decoded and links to the live show, you can sign up to be a part of the Grow team at activecampaign.com slash events slash growth hyphen decoded.